2: Ah, yes, the talk show host nightmare. Lines fill up before the news, then everybody drops off during the news. Thanks a lot for your patience, guys. Really appreciate it, loves. Yeah. So, uh, topic, uh, even the nice old lady we were talking to, she didn't want to hang out. Uh, I guess I don't really blame anybody for not wanting to be on hold for 10 minutes listening to uh, commercials and news. So, anyway, uh, talking to you guys about... um, I mean, there are just so, so many things. I mean, so many aspects to this. For example, how come so few – I mean, maybe I'm wrong. There's always the possibility. It happens once every decade or so. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, is, is it me, or do your kids not want to get married? Do they not want to get married? As in legally married, and how about you? Now, some of you have been there, done that, and were so traumatized by the experience that, as far as day you, you, I mean, forget about dating. Uh, who, who cares? Uh, it's just not on your horizon. Just not something that uh, you wish to do. Um, what are, for example, uh, as far as your life strategy is concerned, um, what is it? Is it to be married? Is it to be single with no attachments? Is it to be single with an unmarried partner and you live under separate roofs? Is it to be single but you live under the same roof? I'm kind of curious where you are on this, especially, especially the younger generation. Uh, which at this point is pretty much anybody under the age of dead. Um, 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, and you know, again, one of, the, one of the topics I got to get into here is do opposites attract or is it better to have somebody with whom you have a lot in common? And I would argue that it is optimal to have somebody with whom you have a lot in common. Like, I'd say 80% in common, but as far as the daily skills that you need to live, I think it's good if 20%, and these are just round numbers, if 20% of the dynamic of the relationship is complementary, and that doesn't mean you look awfully swell in that dress, that's a cute butt you've got, doesn't mean that. It just means you've got your stuff, and he's got his stuff, and you take care of each other's needs that they really might not be good at doing. Maybe it's laundry. Maybe you're a guy who's, like, really awesome at getting stains out of clothes. Uh, that's a great life skill. Nothing like a little Fells naphtha soap. Uh eight oh three oh nine thirty is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, one eight hundred six 616 I'm astonished at the number of people uh, from whom I have heard uh, Facebook and, and otherwise, who just have no desire at all, not even to marry, but even to get involved in a serious relationship. I mean, isn't that why Tinder came into being? Tinder was for people who just wanted a little, a little loving, just a little, a little non committal loving, um, which, you know, it, it, which has its place, not going to lie. Um, eight zero three oh nine thirty star nine thirty one eight hundred six one six W B E N. What are you looking for? What are you looking for in someone of the opposite sex? Come on, gang. I mean, I mean, let's put it this way: If you're gay, I don't care. Tell me what you're looking for of somebody uh, of the same sex or gender, uh, at birth. So you got to add all these qualifiers, now, everything I say, uh, lest I uh, pronoun offend somebody, which would send me down to HR, I'm quite sure. My life, though, there's Mr. and Mrs. Um, and Ms., and that's about it, male or female, duality, and a very rare percentage of genuine hermaphrodites. Because right, if we follow the science, that's what science says. Uh, Russell in uh, Middleport, you're on WBN. Tell us a story.
3: Uh, so I, I completely agree with you about having a complementary marriage. I think that's huge. Um, and I think you really have to be dedicated, which is something that the millennial generation isn't interested in doing. It's a, I mean, I'm not trying to trash the whole generation, but everything is about me, right? It, you know, they had to have... Um, even their army recruitment videos had to be an army of one because they they're incredibly solitary units. And and I'm almost on the cusp of being a millennial. I I don't want to be included in
2: that group. But
3: well, I'm millennials. 49.
2: Okay. Well, for those who don't know, I think I should point this out. Millennials are those born between 1981 and 1996.
3: Yeah, see, see, I, I don't like that group, because that puts me in with the millennials,
2: and I don't want to be there. But, <laughs> Well, dude, um, I'm a late baby boomer. I'm like a cuss baby boomer.
3: <laughs> but, you know, it, it takes dedication. It, it, you can't just run away from a marriage because something gets tough. A marriage is work. It's, it's not easy. And I think too many people have become comfortable with, well, if this doesn't work, we're going to get a divorce. And that shouldn't even be in your mind. If you're going to stand in front of the altar, you're going to make that vow. That shouldn't even be on your brain. You're not committed right from the get-go, if that's your thought.
2: Okay. Okay. The only exception that I would have to make to that is one that um, I have learned from lawyers who've experienced many bitter tears and many horrible disappointments. At the bottom line, and this goes particularly for older people who are entering a marriage with uh, assets of their own, You really have to understand that the way the law views marriage has nothing to do with commitment, has nothing to do with who's banging who on the side. It has everything to do with a business arrangement. So if you're going into a marriage and you have assets she has assets or maybe she has assets and you don't have any assets it makes very good sense to have a pre-nuptial agreement in place that doesn't mean you want to get a divorce it doesn't mean you anticipate a divorce a prenuptial agreement to me is basically kind of like life insurance yeah you, you have to, you really should have it but you hope you never have to use it
3: what are your thoughts on with- that
2: what are your thoughts on that? I would
3: absolutely that? agree with that. And I, I I completely agree with that. Now, I, I've i never been someone who had to worry about that. I, I really don't have anything to my name that, would, you know, I would need to do that with. But I, I completely agree with that. Now, having said what I said, if you have two people who are committed to each other, they'll laugh that off and go, okay, fine, we're going to put this in place. Hope we never have to use it. But there are all kinds of stories of people who have said you know i think we should get this prenuptial agreement and that was a complete deal breaker really you oh, got all really? the way this far and and you say let's sign a piece of paper and and that's the deal breaker how in love were you with this person if when they said can you sign this you said that's it i'm walking away
2: um i think you raise an excellent point and frankly don't don't laugh but uh um uh, But uh, the last time I was single, uh, that was, like, one of my first things that I brought up. So let's say this goes somewhere. You know, you realize I would never pursue anything without a prenuptial agreement, right? No, it didn't scare anybody off. Right. So, I mean, yeah, if if somebody – it it does not mean – I think this is important – um, when we talk about prenuptial agreements, it doesn't mean you want the marriage to fail. It doesn't mean that you're going to go out and try to get caught screwing around. Doesn't mean that. It, like I said, it's like insurance. If you want to get married, if you're planning on getting married, and this comes from a guy who's been divorced now for over thirty years, so does that make me kind of like a virgin again? Maybe. Um, no, it doesn't. So, but, but anyway, um, the the whole idea of a prenup is again to, uh, and especially the older you are, I think the more important prenuptial agreements are because presumably, of course in the student loan generation, I'm not sure if this is actually the case, but you know, presumably you have built up and accrued some assets, you've got real property, you've got personal property, uh, you've got retirement accounts, and in the event of a divorce, uh, remember the law couldn't care about Cupid shooting his bow into your gluteus maximi, okay, uh, all, all, the law, all it looks at marriage as is basically a business arrangement.
3: I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, I have, I have family, uh, an uncle that went through a divorce and he lost his father's house. He built it with his own hands, but he lost it to the divorce. Oh.
2: Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, you know, conversely, I heard a couple of stories over the summer of women who waived everything. Like, okay, the marriage is over. Keep your retirement account. Keep this, keep that, keep this, keep that. I'm going to do this on my own. I did not get that lucky during my divorce, but that's another story altogether. Uh, but so what, what as a uh, kind of a millennial kind of guy, although you don't like to be called a millennial, uh, for what is it that you find yourself looking?
3: Well, now I'm married. I, I've been married for 10 oh. years. And, well, at least um, I was going to say I had Filipino
2: ladyboy, but...
3: <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Okay, but, just uh, curious. I, <laughs> I I had been in a very serious relationship before I got married, and that ended horribly. But that, that relationship was almost 10 years. And we made really good friends. We, but as far as anything deeper than that, it was a constant fight. Now my wife and I we had been friends since high school and it just became time to start dating and we found that that worked a lot better now her and I we have some some differences with things that we like to do but our our core similarities are right on par and I think I think you have to have differences you have to be able to go off and do your own thing but you have to you have to want to be together and want to work at it
2: yeah i mean and you can't freak out if you're a guy i mean you can't freak out if she says uh it's girls night out and if the dude says it's boys night out now if girls night out becomes every friday and you know she gets extra spiffy doing it and she's been hitting the gym a lot and maybe improving the wardrobe you might have a problem there and as she starts hiding her cell phone you might have a problem there and the same thing with the dude
3: I completely agree with you and and I mean what you're touching on is trust and and you you cannot have a successful marriage if there's no trust you know my my wife had a very good friend of hers who is now a friend of mine um, a college roommate he's a guy and I we had only been married for a year the guy lives in California and uh, you know she said, oh he's coming out we haven't seen each other in forever and he's gonna come for this visit now I did not have a single problem with that, never questioned it at all. But it was because of the relationship that we had built. I, I had no reason to not trust that. Right. And he's a great guy, and they're just friends. And it's, you have to be able to, to trust your spouse. And, and trust is something that destroys marriage instantly.
2: Well, okay, that you raise another question, uh, upon which there are many differences of opinion, um, and the question is obvious, and it is, can a man and a woman remain platonic friends, or more often than not, does it cross the line into behavior, even textual, well, either textual or sexual or verbal, where it crosses the line? What what's the experience? Well, from, you know what? And obviously, you've I, had a good I experience, will, but well, yes. But I'll I will
3: answer your question with something that my wife told me, and she she was very honest with me. One time, she goes, "You know, people like to pretend that." They're not attracted to other people when they're in a marriage. And that's that's a complete falsity. You're a human being to not find, you know, if you're if you're a a heterosexual guy and you see a hot woman walking by, if you're going to pretend that you don't find that woman attractive, that's a complete lie. You're lying to your spouse. You're lying to yourself. So the way that my wife had worded it was of course you're going to find people attractive it's what you do with that that gets you in trouble if you look and say wow that person's attractive and then you look away that's something responsible to do if you cannot help yourself and you get yourself in a situation where you are one-on-one with someone of the opposite sex alone no one else around you're asking for trouble
2: um i would love to hear stories about that I would love to hear stories either backing up your theory or shooting it down. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, but I think I think your wife is right. But, dude, the smart play. I mean, listen to me giving advice. I'm not a psychologist, by the way. Even if you see somebody, but like you're out with your beautiful wife, you see somebody that you kind of think is attractive, you know what? Don't even look. Just keep your eyes solely focused on your wife. Don't even oh, yeah, I never let said them you wander. you weren't going to get a smack in the head. <laughs> right. I I don't even get a let smack them head wander. wander. <laughs> and, and I, I tell you something, I don't know if, if this happens to you. I, I don't know how often you go out or the places you go, but one of the things that amazes me is, and I find this is more true with women than it is with men, that, The woman in a partnership uh, excuses herself to go to the girls' room. You're standing alone. It is obvious that you are with somebody, and the minute the woman goes to the ladies' room, suddenly you feel like the uh, dying hyena on the Serengeti being attacked by vultures. (laughs) Uh, I'm just – you you know, look, the, the the funniest thing is when you go out alone, okay, you automatically, uh, automatically people assume there's something wrong with this guy, there's something wrong with this young lady, she's here alone. Hmm, that's interesting, that's a red light, that's a warning flag right there. But you could be the exact same person and show up with another living human being of the opposite sex, and suddenly you become, you become Brad Pitt.
3: (laughs) Because you've added to the game, right?
2: And that's, you know what? I got to tell you, I think women play games more than men play games. I really. They're not going to admit it to you, though. I hope they do. I hope they'd call in and argue with it because I'm sorry. I go out a lot. I see it all the time. Women love to play games. And I'm telling you, for some women, and I think it's a pretty large percentage, it's all about. Hey, can I get this guy away from this woman? I mean, I'm just saying. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying. And again, you don't have to be. I mean, one of the things uh, is I laugh about is well, the dream man is tall, dark, and handsome. Really? Okay, maybe he is to some people, but you know, tall, dark, and handsome, and former felon. I don't know that that makes a lot of sense personally. I mean, violent felon. I know quite a few felons who are good people, actually. But anyway, I uh, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Um, we're getting a sense for where you are in what you want out of a relationship. Do you want marriage? Do you want to date a whole bunch of people? What are your turnoffs, Ladies, what are you looking for? Men, what are you looking for, both in terms of the larger concept of relationship and the specific qualities of the person with whom you would like to be? I'm curious. I'm very curious about this because human behavior never fails to – Uh, Amaze me. And I really want to hear from people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and I don't know, maybe early 50s. And God forbid I've reached the age where early 50s seems young to me. Oh, God. Um, I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when I said that. Sorry. 803, it's the same feeling I get when I listen to Starland Vocal Band. 803, 0930 and Charlene. Star 930 on the cell phone, and don't you dare, Tanner. Don't even think about it. And um, 1-800-616-WBEN. It is Bowerly. More calls coming up. Uh, It's a bad time to call, but when Tom Puckett slides into the commercials at the bottom of the hour, um, that'll be a good time to call on News Radio 930-WBEN. I'm not going to keep you on hold any longer than I have to. You know why? Because I don't like being on hold myself. So I try to be very respectful of your time on WBEN we give Tanner a thumbs up or a thumbs down on this? Go the thumbs up. All right. Uh, it is uh, Bowerly. See if he can't find a vanilla fudge song for the uh, next hour. I've got an idea for you there, just so you know, Tanner. Tanner Saunders behind the glass at Master Control making the uh, magic happen. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to throw out this question one more time because – You know, when I brought it up as an ancillary topic in the past, people have called in and said, oh, I got to get my two cents worth in on this. And then I bring it up as a topic and it's like, um, what, would you rather have a root canal, maybe an extraction? Um, What are your plans in life, especially those of you 20s, 30s and 40s, maybe early 50s? which now seems young to me, which is quite disturbing. Um, But do you want to be married? How come you're not married? Is it a question of you just keep meeting the wrong people? And some people, uh, and I think this is more true with women than men, um, some women want to fix the hurt little birdie, and you, you can't fix it. Okay, I'm sorry. You cannot fix the hurt little birdie. It's never going to happen, no matter how much you try. um, Some people are damaged beyond your ability to do anything with them. And you're better off looking elsewhere. Um, And I'm sorry to say that, but I just happen to think that that's the truth based on uh, many years of personal observation. So um, what are you if you're a woman? okay, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Tell me something. What are you looking for in a man? What do you notice first about a guy? Um I'm not gonna say what I gonna... um uh <laughs> sorry, visions of hickory farms just went through my head. Um, do you <laughs> um, oh, no what what do you notice first about a guy? And what will suck you in as a woman? And one of the things I tell guys And again, you don't have to be a great-looking guy to end up with beautiful women. And that is the biggest mistake that men make. They automatically assume that a beautiful woman is totally out of their reach. And you know what? She might be. But like anything, life is a numbers game. And you could stand at one end of the ice and shoot pucks at the empty net at the other end of the ice, and chances are most of your shots are going to go wide. But you shoot 100 pucks, five of them should go into the net, okay? So if you give it 100 chances, you should do okay 5% of the time instead of just sitting back there and doing nothing except ogling and staring and being afraid to uh, to to go up to somebody. So, ladies, what is it about a man that turns you on in 2023? Is it brilliant conversational skills? Is it charisma? Is it a magnificent personality, or is it a great ass? Um, th- that would be one of the questions I would ask. A- and the same thing with, uh, with men. Men. Uh, I'm a guy. I mean, what turns you on most about a woman? What is it? And I will tell you from personal experience that the single biggest aphrodisiac for a lot of guys, I don't think I'm unique in this at all, is what's between the ears, the brain power, Now, look, obviously, and I'm not trying to be contradictory here, obviously, um, you have to have a chemistry, okay? There's got to be some kind of mutual physical attraction. I'm sorry. I know it sounds very superficial. I know it sounds very shallow, but it's true. You have to have a physical attraction to somebody if it's going to go anywhere, because if uh, you think, Well, she's uh, terribly smart, but uh, she kind of looks like uh, she stepped out of a specimen box. It's probably not going to last because you're going to think, you know what? I I can do better for myself. So there's got to be a physical attraction. Keeping in mind Tom's caveat, which is looks are the first to go. Now, there's also, guys, I'm sure you've heard this. uh, There's also something that uh, you need to know about. And if you haven't heard this in the movies or pop culture or friends haven't told you, and you know where I'm going with this, it's called the mom test. Look at her mother, her biological mother at the age of 50, 60, 40, whatever the age happens to be. And chances are, genetics being genetics, that's what you're buying into right there. Okay? Okay and keep in mind something else and you know men look people gain weight typically as they get older okay men tend to put it on around the midsection and again a lot of it's genetic i get that uh women tend to put it on in the butt and a woman's greatest enemy As far as keeping weight off or losing weight, if they are predisposed to being overweight, say it with me. It's the M word, hot flash menopause. Ladies, going through menopause, all I can tell you is you have my unrelenting and unwavering sympathy. Menopause has got to absolutely suck. Uh, because not only are you going through emotional and hormonal things but you're also wait a minute i just looked at a at a fruit loop and i gained five pounds i mean i've heard that's a big problem and again, the the hot flashes—they're they're not a lot of fun. I mean, I know quite a few women who are menopausal uh, or um, paramenopausal, and um, it, it's not a lot of fun. And, and I don't think men could really handle menopause. Although I do believe there's such a thing as menopause. I really, I really do. Because um, last night, I, I don't know, I don't know what to deal with. I was sweating like a pig last night. It was bad. And I had to take my coat off a couple of times, even though it was like 62 degrees outside. I could not stop perspiring. Like, what the hell is going on here? Then I realized, ah, menopause. Got it. Uh, 8:03, 930 What are you looking for in life as far as a relationship? What? are you looking for in terms of the other person with whom you wish to be and I've been talking about this uh, you know the duality of male and female but that's just one paradigm um, I don't care if you're lesbian I don't care if you're gay I don't care if you're bi it does not matter on this show those are things that uh, on my list of important things in life um, I, I could not care less because what you are is what you are and uh, you know be happy with yourself and accept yourself I mean unless you're a serious killer, then kill yourself, but 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Are there deal breakers for you? Personally, are there deal breakers? I would be very interested in knowing what the deal breakers are for 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Look, some people have a hard and fast line, okay, about what is an absolute deal breaker. Um. Some of the deal breakers that I heard over the summer were um, – I can't give too much away here because people are going to know. <laughs> All right. Some of the deal breakers are um, – and this is this is for older people, okay? So do you have kids living at home? That can be a deal breaker because if you want to get married to somebody um, – you don't want to move into a situation, perhaps, where you're going to basically be like the Brady Bunch and suddenly you become Mike Brady. I don't know why I'm mentioning the Brady Bunch so much, but the uh, you might end, end, uh, end up in a situation like that. And I think it's important that you have an understanding that barring uh, exigent, unusual or tragical circumstances, um, your house is for you and you're not going to be a hotel for your children. Okay, that sounds good. That sound, unless, of course, they are your natural children and you're the mom and she's the dad, uh, etc. Then that changes things a little bit. But when it's a stepkid and you're trying to build a relationship with the new person in your life, I'm sure there's stories out there about how stepkids have gummed up the works. You know, they want to chase the the new dude or the new lady out of the house before the will gets changed. I, I've heard stories like this, guys. I mean, this is, this is the real world. What do you want me to say? Um, other deal breakers. Uh, again, a big one is substance abuse. Um, if you're with somebody who is um, doing uh, drugs, even legal drugs like uh, alcohol or abusing other drugs, um, that's a huge reason for divorce. Look it up. Substance abuse is way up there on the list of why people end up separating. Another one is disagreements over money and finances. And you don't think about a lot of people don't think about this stuff before they get married. But you have got to have, my opinion. I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not with the financial guys. But my opinion is. You need to have an understanding about finances going into a marriage uh, situation Uh, because, let's face it, some of you spend like drunken sailors, and some of you are very thrifty, and you have to have somebody in charge of the finances, and you have to have a budget okay because clearly some of us um, throw away a lot of money that we really shouldn't but hey can't take it with you um 93 is any of this hitting with you guys or am i like throwing a am i am i like throwing the ball into the dirt here are you going to steal home from third base on me uh 8030930 cuz i could go on all 4 hours about this topic okay um star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Because I don't know about you, but um, I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. Um, Okay, come on. I worked a Charlene reference into this topic that... That in itself should put me in the Buffalo Broadcast Hall of Fame. Thank you. Uh, Bowerly, and I, I got to tell you, man, uh, I'm going to switch gears after four o'clock. Okay. I'm going to get into some other things. I really thought that this was going to be a kick butt topic based on other shows that we have done where it's just come up as a side piece. <laughs> side piece topic. <laughs> So it's it's just come up as like uh, an ancillary topic. That would be a more polite way to phrase that. And people call in like crazy. So then the one day I set aside to say, okay, you younger people, what do you want out of your life? Do you want marriage? Do you want to be single? Do you want to be a serial dater? What are the check marks that have to be met in the box? And it was like pulling teeth. And I'm not going to continue. And look, that's on me. I misjudged you. I misjudged your love for me, and it's happened before a few times, and not going to lie, I'm a little bit bilious about the whole situation, but, you know, I mean, we're going to overcome. I mean, I threw, like, three interceptions, one fumble, I mean, in the first half of the show. Um, sound familiar? But anyway, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get into some other things. But uh, in, in all seriousness, um, I, I, I really wonder what America – is uh, going to look like demographically in 20 years, not in terms of the racial component of America, but in terms of the ratio of married people to unmarried people. And I am, I, I, really, I'm amazed, amazed at the number of people who say they do not wish to be married. Um, it, it, it I would say, and, look, it's not a scientific poll. It's not uh, done according to uh, the principles of social research and statistics or anything like that. But um, I am – there was a time where if I would said, how many of you want to get married at some point, at least 80% of the people uh, would have called in and said, well, of course. In fact, I've already been married for 50 years, 20 years. Um, and the, the other 20% would have been Carmelite nuns. Uh, <laughs> or who married to Jesus? So I'm I'm just saying. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to switch gears. I think at uh, four o'clock, unless this guy wants to hold on, because um, you know what I'd really like to talk about too. Um, I would like to talk about student loan debt, and I don't want to talk about forgiveness of student loan debt. I want to talk about how student loan debt is crippling you, or how student loan debt is crippling your children. Because if you don't think the student loan debt is a major source of discussion among the families of western New York and the United States right now, my dear love, you are out of touch. Because it is. So I'm going to get into that uh, in the next hour. That's Again, that subject subject is something I've been meaning to do, and I think today would be a fine day to whip it out. And uh, I'll do it after 4. Is that cool? Um, I'll set the show up and... I'll, I'll see if how many people hold on for the for the love show, and then uh, you know I'll take those calls, and then I'll switch on to something else. on News Radio 930 WBEN. After 5:30, by the way, we're going to get some information on how you can actually buy a fire truck, a used fire truck. As much as I'd like one, there is no way the future Mrs. Bowerly is going to allow me to fritter my money away on a used fire truck. Okay, she's the thrifty one. I am the, um, I'm the wastrel, 803, oh, it's a great word, wastrel, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN, it is uh, Bowerly, three minutes before four, and the news with Tom Puckett on News Radio 930, WBEN.